Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers, here to talk Seahawks football. We're going to talk contract year players uh, and whether we're interested in uh, re-signing them, if we think that they're going to be uh, worth it, or we're going to sell those. We uh, we don't want them back. Um, a lot of it, d- it depends on what it plays out um, in this mm-hmm. season and, and how we feel about that. Um, and and some longer term guys, I think we can probably establish now that we'd we'd want back anyway. Uh, welcome in. Yeah, so this is a show um, where we're not looking at at uh, this coming season at twenty twenty three. We're looking at twenty twenty four, and we're saying, okay, all of these guys that are in their last year of their contract, are we going to bring them back after this season? Um, and so it's more of a buy and sell thing, and um. We'll see how this goes. This will be and this will be interesting. I'm hoping that it that it generates some some discussion because, well, a lot of we don't know how this next year is going to go. Yeah, and I think there is some incentive. I mean, there should be some incentive for some of these guys to have a great year. Um, some of these guys will have good years anyway, like Bobby Wagner. Um, mm-hmm. But but that'll be an interesting conversation. Okay, first guy up is the guy with the biggest contract, which is Uchenna Nuwasu. Um, he's got a $13 million cap hit in 2023, age 28, took 78% of the snaps last year, probably have a similar amount this year. Um, he had great, great year as far as sacks, um, and should have a similar year or even possibly better 
because now he's got some other uh, people around him. Uchenna um, Nawasu, you could almost argue that he could be extended right now. Oh, I would have extended him earlier in this offseason. Um, I would have given him a couple more years in a way that lowered his cap number this year uh, and helped the team, you know, do some stuff um, in terms of keeping other guys or signing someone. I would have already extended him. So I'm with him. I'm by. I I'm yeah. definitely saying keep him. Absolutely. I think so, too. Um, again, prime to have a great year, really, and earn money. That's, I think, one of the arguments you have about, you know, extending him right now is that he's primed to have a great year. Uh, he's only going to get more expensive. Um, you know, but it takes two players to tank, you know, a team and, and a player to tango. And um, maybe he wants an opportunity to go test free agency when he's really at, in his prime and had a great, great season. Um, that's, that's to be determined. Okay. After that, we've got Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's got a $7 million cap hit, signed a one-year deal in the offseason to come back in. Age 34, last year with the Rams, he took 99% of the snaps. So healthy, healthy guy, comes in uh, for the Seahawks. I would imagine he's probably going to put up similar numbers that he's put up with uh, for his entire history in the NFL, which is, you know, close to 140 tackles, um, a lot of combo tackles, maybe a couple sacks, maybe a couple pass breakups, interception if we're lucky. Um, Bobby Wagner, Keith. I mean, at this point, like I'm in the buy category just because I don't see, I don't see how the team moves forward. I mean, we saw what happened last year without him. They kind of, this is a really young defense that needs his leadership. Um, but at the same time, he's going to be, he's 34, right? This is, um, the, the end is approaching and you don't want to be the one, um, who's holding on too long and, and paying a guy a lot of money to not play um, or to not play well. Yeah, so, also, his salary is now more aligned with where he's at career. It is true. Um, the $17 million, which is why they... Um, actually, was it, was it 17 yeah. or 20, 23? It was, it, was gonna, it was going to be 20 um, when they released him. Yeah, and now, he, now he's here at 7. And I think if, if it's in the, you know... Uh, five to eight range for next year. I, how can you not bring him back? If nothing else, just the leadership he adds is worth it. Um, and I don't see a path forward for the team because they don't have anybody. Well, so. let's talk out of order just a, a little bit here and mention Jordan Brooks. Jordan mm-hmm. Brooks is also in his un, un, um, unrestricted um, year. Last year of his contract, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He was drafted in the first round. Um, he's got a $3.89 million cap hit this season. That's going to go up. Jordan Brooks has, has played well enough where he's going to make more than that, but maybe not as much as his fifth-year option, which would have been 9 or $10 million a year. Um, I think he's going to be somewhere in the middle, like 5 $6 million a year is pretty decent for Jordan Brooks. He's mm-hmm. not a pro bowler, but he plays pretty darn good. Uh, when he's uh, effective and and he's if he pairs with with Bobby Wagner, for example, that's a nice duo to have in the middle. Yeah, the year that they paid, um, they paired together. Uh, he looked great um, last year without Wagner, uh, with him being you know kind of the only guy there in the middle, uh, and with very little protection up front, he made a ton of tackles, but they were downfield a little too far. Um, 
hopefully this year he gets more protection so he can flow to the to the running lanes and and get there and and we'll see but he's also going to miss a chunk of this year because of health uh and i think the the health con- concerns this year he's going to put up some pretty low stat numbers uh overall uh because if he, if he ends up missing like half the year uh, I think that keeps his price down. And at 27, he's this is a guy that's entering his prime. And he was good before. I, I just, I can't see why you wouldn't bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I buy that. And I, you know, he's going to have a, a little bit of a discount in there because of the reasons that you said. Not sure exactly where he's at with his rehab. He seems to feel confident, although I can't imagine him being back when the when kickoff comes around the first uh, couple weeks of September, uh, anything's possible, but I would imagine they probably, uh, use an abundance of precaution with him. I would, um, which means he comes back after week six, seven, eight, something like that, um, has an impact on the roster down the stretch, which is, which is, would be good news for this defense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm buying on that. I think he probably ends up getting a three-year deal, um, either, either, an extension somehow or another this this off season or um after after next season i think they, mm-hmm. they re-sign yeah i don't think jordan brooks makes it to free agency <laughs> i think he, he's re-signed before free agency begins okay noah fat noah fat is playing on a fifth year option mm-hmm. he was drafted in the in the first round so he's playing on a one-year deal um essentially and there was talk possibly of using his contract as a way to uh, tap into some salary cap relief uh, when we were needing it, um, and they elected not to. Um, so he's he's on that one-year deal. I like his production. I don't know that he's necessarily worth the, the $10 million that they're going to pay him for this one season, fully guaranteed, um, but here we are. And... I would imagine if he plays well, he's probably worth a, a contract to Seattle, but at what yeah. price? Yeah, that's the thing. Is it comes down to what price? He's um, a good enough player, and he's only twenty-seven. Uh, he he's like, yeah, you bring him back, but you know, this is a team that um, you've got Disley, you've got uh, Parkinson, who's another name that we'll talk about here in a few. Um, is it worth paying him um, a lot to to be here? Can it can his production be replaced for less? And right now, I'm he's right there on the border. He's like, I think that I would love to have him back, but I don't know if it's going to be worth the 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 free agency contract. You're going to have to pay him probably. Ten to twelve million dollars a year mm-hmm. to get a player like him back. You've got Parkinson. You mentioned. Let's talk about him now. Parkinson's on the last year of his rookie deal. He's a free agent. Disley's on the roster for another couple of years. He's had some injury issues. Okay, so also I think expensive. Fant, yeah, expensive. I think if Fant leaves, Parkinson's gone. All of a sudden, you went from a, a pretty decent strength and the fully full uh, depth uh, position on your offense to a, to a definite question mark as you head into 2024 off season. Um, so the team may address that. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really have anybody on, on the back end. You've got Tyler Mabry out there and a, and a couple of undrafted rookie free agents. 
maybe one of those guys emerges and makes you feel a little bit better about your tight end room next off season. Um, but it's so open right now. I would lean signing him or drafting a guy somewhat early in the draft. Those are your two options or picking up another free agent. Um, but the tight end groups out there, you're, you're paying, I think more than, than we thought you would. You, you take a look at Disley. Disley's mm-hmm. got like a top 15 contract for a tight end in the NFL. And he's mostly an inline blocker. One of the best, he gives you a little bit of something there, uh, receiving. Uh, but he's 25 catches last season. Yeah. Um, and no offense of 45, you know, 45 to 50 a year, and at least in this offense. Uh, so I look at, I look at this position group and we're like, oh, well, let's just bring everybody back because the talent's there. Well, you're already paying Disley um, just under 10. You're going to pay Fant just over 10. And even if you're paying um, Parkinson five because he's the third on the list, you're talking like 25 million of your cap room to just tight end. Like, yeah. I don't see how that happens. I think if you want Fant back and you re-sign him, that's signaling the end of the Will Disley era. Um, or yeah. they or they keep him, let um, Parkinson go and draft someone, knowing that, okay, Disley would have one more year with the team and then be then go. They're in a situation where they, they've got great talent there, but keeping all of it I don't think is practical. Agreed. All right, Daryl Taylor. Um, I thought there might've been a reason that Daryl Taylor might not be on this list because he didn't play last year, but he is a restricted free agent. So he's a restricted free agent because he didn't play at all his rookie year. Yeah. Um, he had that broken leg thing and it just never got back to a place where he could, uh, get on the field. And so he missed that. And then um, and so, yeah, so as far as service time and that kind of stuff goes, uh, he is a year short and that's why he is a restricted right. free agent. Whereas other guys drafted well, in the same well, year Robinson are unrestricted. was drafted the same year and he's yep. unrestricted. Uh, unrestricted. Okay. So Daryl Taylor, uh, came on last year. Uh, he's kind of an interesting player. Um, seemed like he played a little out of his position, his comfort zone at the beginning of the year came on last year showed really he's still got his stuff as far as being able to get quarterback quarterback curries all that kind of stuff but but really decent um he's gonna be fairly inexpensive i would think um to to bring back in that rotation role that seattle likes to have uh but does he do enough as far as his ability to be scheme diverse for the seahawks to be in i disagree with the he's gonna be cheap I had nine and a half sacks in half a season last year because he essentially did nothing in the first half of the season. And then they kind of changed how they were using him. Um, he kind of fixed what he was doing. And then he got nine and a half sacks in half a, half a season. I think people are going to look at that production and they're going to jump on it the way that the Seahawks jumped on uh, uh when he was a free agent. I think Daryl Taylor is going to be expensive to come back. And given what, what's what, your definition of expensive? Uh, 14. Wow. I was thinking nine or 10. Okay. I mean, if it's nine or 10, I would bring him back because, um, you're looking at, you know, him and, and Nuasu being bookends on a pass rush that will be elite with, if, if he comes in and does what he did in the second half of last year and Nuasu doesn't, you know, miss a beat and 
then you you know the other guys and and just the improvement up front. I think that you're going to look at having a great pass rush. So you so want to try and make that happen. Remind everybody what it means to be a restricted free agent. So a restricted free agent means that the team can um, give you a, a they, they call it a tender because it's basically you haven't accepted it, but the team's offered you a one year contract and they can set it at a couple of different levels. They can uh, require a first round pick back if you sign with someone else. They can require your original round. Um, and so if you sign with another team that you get whatever the original draft uh, pick back was, which I believe with Taylor would be a second round pick. Um, or they can just be the writer for first refusal, which means if he signs uh, an offer sheet with another team, the Seahawks can match it or um, choose to let him go. And my, yeah, the rest, so it, it's harder to get teams interested as a restricted free agent uh, because they know they have to give something up. Yeah, agreed. But if he knocked it out of the park this year. Yeah, if he knocked it out of the park this year. Um, nine and a half in half a season last year. And if he comes in and has like 11 or 12 sacks this year, um, there'll be teams that will be willing to give up a first round pick or a second round pick for him. Like no doubt. Yeah. And Seattle has quite a bit, you know, in the, in the tank at those positions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they've got, uh, boy, Amafe, Derek Hall, Tyreek Smith, maybe Tyreek turns out, um, they, they may not feel the pressure to pay Terrell Taylor. Let's see. Yeah. Alton Robinson, if he actually ends up, if he ends up healthy and playing and has his head screwed on right, um, he's a guy with tremendous talent as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, next on my list to talk about is Phil Haynes. Yeah, we could talk about Phil Haynes or Drew Locke. They both kind of have a similar uh, profile. Uh, Phil Haynes. I sell. Um, he is at best league average. He's more of a um, backup kind of borderline starter guy. I think they can do better. I think they may have done better already um, in drafting Bradford, which would make Phil Haynes out of a job. And if that's the case, you basically you're choosing between him and Damian Lewis on which one you want to resign. And I think the choice there would be obvious. I agree. Yeah. You know, Phil Haynes is good, uh, uh, a depth piece on your team though, because he can play both guard spots <laughs> and the, the team likes him, trusts him. And if he comes back, it would be closer to a minimum deal unless he got a better deal out there. And it's hard seeing if he would, if he didn't have a great season this year, if he, he, he played to the level that he's played for the team in the past, which is essentially half a season, um, at, at starter level, uh, production and was injured the other half or not available or whatever. Um, I'm not sure that I think that they probably think they could do better and, and, and has, you know, another guard on the roster right now probably goes and drafts an, an, another guard next year. And he just gets off the roster, but I could see him coming back on a minimum deal. Um, but that's kind of the level where he's at. I think he, I think he might be able to get more than a minimum deal from someone else simply because he has that experience. He's, they, he's shown that when he gets on the field that he, um, isn't terrible. And so a team that's like, okay, we've got to have someone because we have no one on the roster. Yes, we're going to draft someone, but we need it. We need a, a, a veteran there, um, yeah. on the just in case they'll, yeah. 
pay him three or four million. Um, okay. that's kind of now, now that you've put it that way, yes. Uh, well, somebody will well, pay him. because that's the Evan Brown uh, yep, situation, right. right? Sure. Okay. How about Damian Lewis Go on the other side? Yeah. So Damian Lewis is. Um, he is definitely the better of the two. Um, he's also 27, whereas Haynes is 29. So there's that. Mm-hmm. He has that going for him. He's going to cost more uh, than Haynes because he's been a starter every year. Um, had some ups and downs, mostly ups. Uh, pretty good player. My concern as far with him is that if Oluwatimi and Bradford both win their jobs and the team goes into next offseason with two um, tackles that are just finished their second year, two interior guys that just finished their first year, all of which were good, do they need to pay? Um, or do they feel they need to pay Damian Lewis? Or do they feel they can let him go and replace him with another I'm draft? to be on the roster. Yeah. No. Well, actually, Evan Brown's on our list for... Oh, is he? Yep. Yeah, he is. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, do you pay Damian Lewis? Because Damian Lewis is going to be one of those guys that I think is going to be coveted. He's age mm-hmm. 26 at this point, coming off his rookie deal. Um, I, he's good. He's Yeah, he's the starter-level guy that you would want out there. Um, so I imagine he's probably going to get paid, you know, 8 to $12 million a year by something. Yeah. And he's been yeah. fairly durable too. Yeah. So interesting. And and somebody might elect to move him over to the right side again, which mm-hmm. may, may be more comfortable for him. Um, I would buy though, because of the fact that you've got four other offensive linemen on rookie deals. I think you could afford to, to invest in Damian Lewis to allow a player of that caliber to walk would be difficult to do. And so I would buy, if, if I had the ability with my cap space to do it, I would, I would bring him. But, you make a good point when you say the other four are on rookie deals. Um, that means your offensive line is really cheap. And so, yeah, you can afford to, to pay one guy, um, in Damian Lewis and you set it up with like a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. And by the time, uh, Ross Bradford or Oli Watimi are up yeah. or, um, or Lucas, because I think Cross will end up with his fifth-year option picked up. Um, but yeah, when those guys are up, you're already now you're making a choice: do you keep the younger guy, or uh, and let Lewis walk, or do you keep Lewis and and try and replace the younger guy? Um, because you're not going to pay everybody, um, and so I I think that's actually a better plan than what I was thinking. How about Drew Lock, Keith? Um. I'm not high on him. I, I say he's a, he's good for a backup, but they're overpaying him to do that role. Um, well, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of where the market's shifted in the last two or three years has gone from a, you know, a, a two or $3 million deal to a three to $7 million deal for a quality backup. We just you, don't know if he's quality backup. That's the thing. You're using the word quality, uh, there in a way that I'm not convinced is necessary. Um, but you've seen what he, how he played before um he came in last year and and didn't impress enough to 
um, push Chino in any way. And then when he finally got his chance to play with the starters, he threw a pile of interceptions. Um, and the team likes him. They like the way he studies off the field and that kind of stuff. But on the field, I don't think he's worth it. And I think you can get a better player for less um, elsewhere. And I think that that's the route I would look for. As I would, You either need to draft someone that you're going to develop um, to be Geno's replacement eventually, or you can find um, a comparable player, player for half the price. I've certainly been uh, questioning the franchise's moves on developing a quarterback, um, especially now where we've got some stability there um, at offensive coordinator and with Geno. Um, but Geno's only, I mean, you can get out of Geno's contract next year, definitely mm-hmm. the year after that. And so it behooves this franchise, quite honestly, to draft a quarterback. I'm just, it just never happens. Um, yep. And so I just wonder what, what the long-term thinking is. You got to start talking about long-term thinking now. He knows 34, going to be 35, second year of his essentially two-year deal. Um, and you got Drew Locke. Which direction does this franchise want to go? Do they want? To, to sign Gino, do another two or three year deal uh, in a, in similar contract numbers, or do they want to find their long term answer? And I just don't have any sense at all with direction this franchise wants to go. And now they're essentially out of their prime spots in the in, in the, the draft to be able to draft high. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to find a quarterback worth developing in in the later round or trade for a guy or pick up some of the guy in, in free agency, which never really works out. At, at yeah. Free, quarterbacks are coveted too much. If a guy hits free agency, it's usually not a good sign. Um, and an, a name that I would think would interest them though, would be Trey Lance guy who's been in, in similar offense in San Francisco, young San Francisco gave up three first round picks to move up and get him. He just happens to have been, uh, passed on the depth chart by Brock Purdy. And so now, uh, and possibly Sam Darn. We won't mention that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Sam Darnold's out there practicing and, and, um, Lance isn't, and that's the only reason why you keep hearing stuff about Darnold. But, um, if, if the team looks at and they go, well, we can, we can make this work with, you know, Purdy's our starter and we just need a backup. Um, we can move Lance. We can move on. And he might become available on a young guy uh, with all the tools. Um, he might be someone that you bring in. The idea that, we'll see what, you know, if he can um, establish himself. So, doesn't have the biggest contract, but as far as stature and importance to the team, I'm going to mention this guy right now. Michael Jackson. Mm. Um, he's got a low cap hit this year. He's a restricted free agent next year. 240,000, um, cap hit in 2024, age 27, played 94% of the snaps last year by all accounts coming in, not wanting to give up his spot to a rookie draft pick in Witherspoon, going to fight for that fight for playing time. Um, rookie, a restricted free agent. We talked about that previously. The team could kind of put a second round tender on him, first round tender not going to be an original round tender guy. I think he has more value than that. 
to me. Well, yeah, the original round tender is is he was an undrafted free agent. So yeah, um, basically the original round tender just gives you the uh, right of first refusal. Yeah, which maybe they do. Um, so what do you think, Michael Jackson? I, I'm a I'm by on Michael Jackson. I think you. This is a guy that fought to get on the field and he was an undrafted player um got on the field for for you know because of injury looked really good but then got himself hurt uh you know the first year and came back the next year and continued to battle and continued to fight and ended up winning a starting job across from woolen in a very deep uh cornerback room and that kind of work ethic i love and if you can keep him, you keep him, um, especially if the numbers are right. I mean, the fact that he's a restricted free agent, you can probably keep him for a year. Um, and then he gets an un- unrestricted free agency and then we'll see what the market is for him. Um, he is probably going to want to go find a job where he can start and make a bunch of money. And so there's going to be a little bit of that there. Um, the good news is we've got players to take his place on the roster already. Yeah, which is why you and I keep talking about potential trade uh, happening because he's a guy in the final year of his contract who's going to be more expensive to bring back than you probably um, want to spend and you're desperately in need of a a nose tackle. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, trio of players, and we kind of move this thing along a little bit. Kobe Parkinson, DJ Dallas, Alton Robinson. Um, they're all unrestricted mm-hmm. and bring different things to the table as far as the value, uh, to this team. I, I would imagine this conversation turns to what do they do in 2023, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can look into your crystal ball and kind of figure that out. What do you think? Well, DJ Dallas is, if he's coming back, it's going to be on a minimum deal because the team has two guys above him. Um, and if he comes in and has a great year because let's say somebody gets hurt and he ends up like exploding. He has, despite the fact that, you know, the teams don't pay running backs on a second contract. He has so little miles uh, on those tires that a team might be like, you know what? He hasn't taken all the hits. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and, and give him a, um, a decent deal and, and bring him in. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't because that means one of the guys above him got hurt and we'd, I wouldn't want that. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then I think he'll be available on the cheap. And he's been a good backup running back, a guy that can return kicks and do other things. Um, and if he's on a minimum deal or just above million, million and a half, sure, why not? Um, Colby Parkinson is really interesting to me. It's because he's always been a guy of, he's been, been potential. So much potential, so much untapped potential. You know, he's got these, that. The guy who's six eight and and runs decently and and um, he's also going to be twenty five. He was super young coming out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the key right there. And and just potential, potential. And I'm like, okay, um, what's the cost? And because I I don't like paying a second contract on potential that has not been realized. If you can't realize the potential at, on your rookie deal. I have a hard time paying you the second one. Uh, really, he's the guy that you want to see in 2024 before you yeah. make that decision. He's the, yeah, he's the guy uh, to me. I need him to go out and 
uh, and perform and, and just do more than he did last season uh, this year. Show that he is continuing to improve, that he's continuing to get closer to that potential that we um, we know is there. We keep hearing about it too, and and but do something with it. What's the uh, thresh- threshold for you as far as um, receptions and touchdowns that you uh, like to see from him? 40 and five. Wow. That's a little bit more than I thought. Or maybe 40 and four. Um, I was thinking 25 and, and, and three or four. Just a real high productive red zone guy would, would pique my interest for him returning. Well, he, but some team may lay out some cash for him. He played in 40% of the snaps last year. It's not that he could, didn't get on the field. He got on the field. Um, and didn't do much with those. Snippets. And you have like something like 17 receptions yeah. or something like that. And so, and a lot of them came later in the year, um, which I think is a good sign because it shows that he was integrating himself more into the offense, but we'll see what happens this year. Um, if I'm going to pay him, he needs to show me that um, he's worth paying and that he can be like okay we may he may not be as good as Noah Fant but since he's so much cheaper um it's worth it to keep him around he needs to show yeah. me that and he's going to yeah, show you, me that you with, pretty much if you're going to pay Parkinson then you don't pay Fant yeah to me and then you mm-hmm. draft the guy or or bring another guy in um and yeah and he's not there yet so how about Alton Robinson Alton Robinson there's a guy with so much potential and so many questions Still only um, 25 years old. Yep. He'll be 26 when he's a, a, a free agent. Um, so he fell into the fifth round because of off field stuff. Came out, looked good as a rookie. Um, you know, has done some good things, then didn't play uh, last year because of injury. And the team kinda, or Pete Carroll kind of called him out about a month and a half ago uh, or a month ago about not getting into the team and not working out. Um, you know, with the trainers, that fact that there's been no communication, they don't even know where he's at in his rehab, all of that stuff. And when you think about it with the off field stuff that caused him to drop, um, in the draft, he's in a, going to be in a tough spot. He's got to be healthy. He's got to come in he's got to, um, earn a spot and basically prove that he's, um, off the field you know, between the ears that he's worth re-signing. He's got to be Hell, out Tar- Tariq Smith. There's that essentially. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. How about, what does Devin Bush have to do this season to earn a, another contract with us or with any other team? Because he's getting, he's getting real close to being one of those players that, goes from one-year contract to one-year contract, and then all of a sudden he's out of the league. Well, he is that player because he's on a one-year contract. Um, he's got to return to his rookie year form. He's got to show that explosiveness that he had then before his injury. Um, and if he doesn't, then he's just not good enough to be worth giving a spot to you're better off drafting a guy and going younger and uh, more athletic. And so if he can 
get his body into a, a spot where he can come out and show the reason why he was a first round pick and what he showed as a rookie before his injury, um, then yeah, he's absolutely worth a contract um, because that was a good player. But if he's what he's shown the last you know couple of seasons before uh, signing with Seattle, he's a one year bounce around guy um, fill in. That's that's who he is because he just doesn't have the speed and athleticism anymore. All right, you mentioned uh, avoiding uh, restricted guys earlier. I think in between the shows, um, possibly. Uh, I said or... e- exclusive rights guys. I didn't. Want, okay. I, I I figured that was kind of a waste. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about Jake Curran then. Um, Jake Curran's a restricted uh, uh-huh. free agent. Uh, he's shown enough to make this roster after being undrafted. Uh, a couple of years ago and but he is a fringy guy you know he's he's he hasn't outright earned anything yet as far as playing time but when he comes in he does a decent job uh, but what do you do with a guy like he came in as a rookie on an with a team with an offensive line and that was bad and and the guy in front of him was worse and made the roster then pushed for playing time, got out there and performed. Now he performed like an undrafted rookie. Shell was Shell was the guy. Yeah. Um yeah. he so you know there were there were some mistakes and all of that, but this is a guy that, you know, um showed especially in run blocking that he could get the job done. Um and so there was thought that okay, they may have found the right tackle. Um but when Abe Lucas was available in the draft and they drafted him, Jake Curran was left without a spot on the, on the field. Um, they tried him, I think because of injuries or because of um, just trying to get the rotation set up during the preseason. He had some snaps at right guard um, and looked pretty good there, um, but not good enough to push Gabe Jackson, uh, who was playing poorly last year. So, the team really viewed him as a tackle and didn't really want to move him inside, uh, even though they know he could do it. Now, in one game, because of some injuries, he ended up coming in and playing, and for the first couple series, looked awful at right guard. And we were like, ooh, that, this, this is looking bad. Like, maybe that his height, which is not, a, he's really tall. It's not, a, um, it's not a benefit when you're on the inside and you're that tall. Uh, maybe that's hurting him, but he settled down after this first couple series, and the team was running behind him and Lucas um, really strongly after that. And we're like, okay, so we were right. There is, there is something there. He just needed uh, time to get in and 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 adapt and and uh, you know get up to game speed since it was middle of the game. Uh, I think he's a guy that isn't necessarily worth at this point uh, the two and a half million dollars it will take to put a a, ten, a tender on him. But I also don't see any other team that doesn't know him um, giving him a, a starter contract. So you might be able to get him back on a one-year deal for, you know, one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to want to sign for longer than that because he's going to want to find a job where he can get on the field. Um, and that's not Seattle unless one of the guys gets hurt. Interesting. So is there anybody else on this shorter list now that we have remaining uh, that you want to talk about? I mean, we we talked about maybe Evan Brown. 
Um, what would he need to do to, to earn another contract? He obviously, I thought he did uh, quite a bit in Detroit and then let him walk anyway so that he earned another contract with another team. Um, but it was only a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, he did a lot, but he did it at guard and he didn't, I mean, he played a lot of snaps, but he didn't play that well because he's not a guard. He's a center. He's a little undersized to be a guard. Um, and, you know, when you win with quickness, not power, you, that's why you're a center and not guard. Or, and um, so I think he's got a chance to come in and if he can hold on to his job, look significantly better next year because he'll be playing center and not guard um, and earn himself another contract, if not with Seattle, with someone else. If he can't hold on to his job because Olotini uh, beats him out in camp and he starts the year as a backup, he might be really cheap to bring back or another team really cheap to bring in to compete with a, um, a rookie like an Olotini. Um, you know, basically doing the same situation to him next year that the Seahawks are doing to him this year. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of comes down to, it's odd, but it comes down, his value and what he's kind of make has more to do with another player than himself. And that's an odd situation to be in. So one last player, unless you have another one, Mario Edwards. Um, Pete seems to be high on him, um, praising him, saying that he's already basically in there, um, penciled in, in their rotation to be, you know, a base defensive end behind Nuasu. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of, of what he would need to do? Or is this the guy that's just, a, you know, roster filler and replaceable level guy that you just move on from this year? And- I didn't think, honestly, I think he's, um, uh, kind of a replaceable level guy. Um, you know, he's a defensive end, um, which you'd think would be a position where, you know, there would be some, some value, but he just hasn't produced, um, was a second round pick, I think 35th overall, if I'm remembering what I was reading earlier. Um, but he's bounced around. He's been on, um, six teams since 2015. Never lived up to that level. Yeah. Never. Um, and he's a one trick pony though. He's a one trick. I mean, he's the run. He's an he's a run defender. He sets an edge, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna he's gonna you know play one or two downs for you and then come off the field. Yeah, but and, I mean, there is there is value there. He's an upgrade over LJ Collier. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. Who was, that's the kind of was, player he is. Who was the same kind of player, right? Just yeah. didn't offer anything in the pass rush, but was able to um, do some things as a run defender that you like. And honestly. You need to fill a roster, right? You need you need guys, you need rotation pieces, you need that player who can do those things for you. Um, and if he comes cheaply and he does okay in that role and is okay with playing, you know, 30% of the snaps and not expecting more, um he can earn another he can earn another contract with Seattle, but he's a one year, a one year um year to year guy. No one's signing him long term. Cool. That's it for me. Um, I mean, there's a, there's, there are other players. I'll just say that out loud, um, mm-hmm. that are peripheral 
you know, end, end of roster guys or guys that are going to be practice squad guys. I, I wasn't really going to talk about those guys. Artie, uh, John Radigan. Um, Artie Burns. Artie Burns and by Artie Jones, possibly. Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. guys that they could come in and make an impact this year and earn themselves into that conversation, but we've yeah. seen nothing from them. Right. Because they, ha- they have not gotten on the field with Seattle at all. Um, and so... I always find these roster building conversations interesting. And I, that's why I wanted to kind of do this show because we are talking about next year's decisions, but a lot of it has to, you know, do with how these players play this year. And best case scenario is all the guys that we've been talking about, knock it out of the park. You know, we have a, a great season. We go deep into the playoffs. These guys earn their contract, whether it's with Seattle or whether it's somebody else. Uh-huh. Um, and so it'll be very, very interesting. A lot of decisions. I think we have a lot of gap space for next year. We do. Um, but it's going to get eaten up because as you can see, we've got a lot of unrestricted free agents and they're going to want to retain a good portion of those. Mm-hmm. You know, they think the key positions that you're looking at are going to be guys like Nuwasu and Fan, and, uh, whether Jordan Brooks comes back or Taylor or Wagner and Lewis, those are the guys. And then the peripheral guys like Kobe Parkinson, Bill Haynes, Drew Lockett, backup, you know, QB, and a couple of guys that could step up like Devin Bush or Kerhan or whatever could work themselves into larger roles. Um, but yeah, it'll be just love this. Anything else? We'll get out of here. No, let's get out of here. I think uh, we kind of hit this, like, uh, obviously no decisions are, um, are, you know, made on any of these players. We have a whole year, but it's just nice to look at um, all of this. I guess the other thing is that we kind of mentioned it when we were talking about Michael Jackson is that you have to consider that he's in the last year of his contract when you're making your roster for this year, because you, you want to set yourself up to where next, you're not desperate next off season. Right. Um, and so you might, he might be the guy that gets traded and not Trey Brown because Trey Brown's under contract a year from now, whereas Michael Jackson is. And so there's, there's just that um, part going for you. It, it, it's a, it is an interesting situation, but we'll see. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. And you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, any of them. Uh, Seahawks Playbook Podcast is the show and YouTube channel. And when you find it, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single show. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.